What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Moose, I looked over my shoulder, if we can bring Moose onto the screen. I looked over my shoulder here in the break, and there was all these yachts going by. I feel like we could just charge admission, just put a camera up here, and just watch what's going on over my shoulder on a daily basis. You'd watch. Oh, yeah. I'd be into that, for sure. Just put it up on the wall, and away we go. (laughs) It's beautiful. I could just sit down there all day, I'm sure of it. Out of the bunker, into the sunshine, on the road with the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, yeah, the beautiful uh, intercoastal in sunny Fort Lauderdale as we crack the lid on a brand new week. It is Canada's daytime sports talk show, but as I said to the moose, we may need to find a new name, a new tagline for that as we broadcast again from South Florida. And I was talking to uh, Brian Dodge, the mayor of Dodge City, about what should I be talking about? This was in the break. I mean, there's so much going on. And it's kind of kind of funny, but not funny, Moose, as we bring in the Moose here. Darren Moose DuPont, the owner and proprietor of this show. My cousin, uh, Christine, you must have seen this. She says, I can't find the clip specifically or the comment, but she said, yes, it is an exciting time of the year, especially with the Raptors starting on Monday with there their first preseason game. How and I'm like, that? what? Did you see it? Yeah, it's up a little bit. The NBA? We just, haven't uh, even talked about the NBA. I, I didn't even know where they like, can, Listen, can we back off with the NBA? Here it is. Great time of year with the Raptors' first game on Monday night. So excited. We got to get out of here with the NBA. Get out of here. I mean, I got enough struggles between hockey and football, and the Blue Jays almost making the playoffs. Can't do it. Eventually, uh, we have then, to just cut something yeah. off or we'll never be, we'll do everything. You know what I mean? Um, jack of all trades, master of none, right? Yeah, we can't have that. We can't have that. I will just say this about the Prairie Mobile text line. These guys have been waiting for a while. Um, from Metal Shingle Guy regarding that CFL game on Saturday with Calgary beating Saskatchewan 23-17. He says, with Cody Fajardo's whining about not having a go-to guy, maybe Jeremy O'Day gets the Duke, Duke Williams, to join Canada's team. And he says, how about those onside kicks? Brett Lather's a baller. That's the Saskatchewan kicker who put his head down and recovered the second of the onside kick attempts on Saturday. But they still... Did lose the game. Um, Allie in Edmonton says, Morning RP Show, question for you. Riders game Saturday for the onside kick. Is the eye in the sky CFL command center supposed to check for anything other than making sure the kick went 10 yards when nothing was challenged in a non-scoring play? We're just curious for your take on that. Thanks, Rod. Have a fantastic day. Allie's a nice lady, and she writes in regularly, so I'm not going to go off on this. But you know the bane of my existence in life is video replay. I'm so tired of it. Why do we have it? What she's... Listen! Ah! Everybody's mad when the call doesn't go your way. 
in any sport. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So they called interference on that onside kick and we didn't get the ball back. They're not supposed to be able to call that. They're just supposed to be scoring. Well, you wouldn't have cared if you hadn't got the ball back. Do you know what I'm saying? The correct call was made. And I, it, it's like workplace accidents, 76 days without a workplace accident. We've gone six months without complaining about video replay. And that's the thing is I love Allie. I love her. But do you see what I'm saying, Darren? Why are we sitting here splitting hairs in Samantha? I get she's just a typical football fan with that comment. But who cares? They made the correct call. Is that not what we have video replay for? Just because your team lost doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Yeah, Changed that's my the mind. idea. No, that's the idea. And we see it in sports now where they're trying to open up replay on certain plays where it doesn't have to be challenged. Um, you know, turnovers, touchdowns, scoring plays, they all are subject to an automatic review. And it's the way it should be. Yeah. I mean, we want to have as few delays in the game as possible. We want to get as many calls right as possible without interrupting the spirit of the football game. We don't need replay to tell us when there's holding on every play or whether, you know, whether you happen to you know, trip somebody up or make an illegal block or, you know, those types of things. But game-changing plays where it's cheating and it's affecting the spirit of the game, you know, that I'm into. So they're getting it right, and replay is – I don't have a problem with it right now. I know. I know, but who gets to decide what's right and what isn't? But anyways, hey, listen, we had a Rod's rant here, which is proudly brought to you by our friends at Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Call us today and book your duct cleaning and I didn't think that I would have a rant right out of the gate like that. Moose, I see you switched your drink from coffee to what? What are you having now? More coffee water. or are you into the cola? I'm into the water. Into water. Good for you, man. Never pass yeah. never pass up a water. Isn't that what Tom Brady says? That's it. I, I was inspired last night. I'm like, I better drink some water, do a few sit-ups this morning. Uh, Prairie Mobile text line is open. You can reach us at 306-840-8777. That is 840-8777. Introducing SaskTel Plus pricing. Updating your cell phone has never been easier. Pick up the device you've been wanting without any upfront costs. Take advantage of the buy now, pay later program today. This is the second half kickoff for Core Grain, where we talk about all the topics on the table. And coming up, a little later on, Jim Lang, Canada's foremost NHL expert. But I was saying to uh, Brian Dodge, the mayor of Dodge City, that I, he's like, what do you want to talk about? I said, he's like, I'm a hockey guy, so I don't have a problem talking hockey. Can I just say this? The Florida Panthers are 4-0. They haven't lost a game yet. Um, I got the Panthers sending me all their clip, news clippings every morning, and they've only played Dallas and Nashville. I don't know if that means anything, Moose. But I went to the game Friday night, and I'm just getting into my Panthers stuff because I thought Alexander Barkov and Sasha Barkov were two different guys. I'm like, which ones? This says Alexander on the roster. Where's Sasha? Oh, that's the same guy, Rod. Oh, okay. The guy that scored a minute and 17 seconds into the game and completely changed the kid. Just a wrist shot. Boop. Beat your boy Anton Hudobin. A little low wrist shot, low stick side. I'm like, wow. Um... Somebody, I was on a show the other day, and the, they asked me who's going to be my surprise team in the National Hockey League this year, and I said the Florida Panthers. And I think it's because the hockey people know how good the Florida Panthers are, but society doesn't know how good the Florida Panthers are. You know, and they've only added to their arsenal in Sam Reinhart and Joe Thornton. That's my surprise team in the NHL this year, the Florida Panthers. How about you? Yeah, and... You're right, and for me, it's not because for me, they're not a surprise. I'm, I have, I've had Panthers here on the upswing for the last couple of seasons, and they've been mm-hmm. moving in the right direction. I've had them, you know, and, and the sports books don't, don't you know, give them enough credit. Um, society, like you mentioned, do, doesn't give them enough credit. They just, you know, cast off the Panthers, and, you know, the Lightning are the big bad uh, boys on top of everything, especially in South Florida, but look at the Panthers are going to be really, really good. Um, so, yeah, in terms of society, they're going to surprise a lot of teams. Chicago's going to be good, too. Um, and, I, and I'm with you. Like, if I would have asked you this, I, 
I would probably thought you would have went with Anaheim in terms of surprise teams too. So Anaheim, LA, one of those two is going to step up. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I might have been a prisoner of the moment and got sold on Anaheim by our mutual friend who's a scout for them. But that's fine. He's proud of his team. But just watching Florida live, as I have now three times, they're good. They're good. And they are my surprise team. Like you say, the insiders know that they're not going to be surprised. Talked to my brother the other day, yesterday actually. Had him on speakerphone as I was pulling into uh, Hard Luck Stadium. And I said, I'm going to have to go here right away because I'm entering a traffic snarl that is Dolphin, Dolphins parking. And we were talking about the Regina Pats game and how it wasn't packed. Surprises me a little bit. Um, Connor Bedard's first home game, the next one. And the Brand Center wasn't packed. But anyways, my brother said he had a really good chat with the head uh, scout for the Tampa Bay Lightning at the game. I'm just throwing that out there. Al Murray, the guy that had us at their Stanley Cup uh, party. So the hockey people were all congregating. But can I just ask why it wasn't sold out for Connor Bedard's game? Everybody's been dying for hockey for two years. And then you can't sell out the Brand Center? Is that an unreasonable expectation? No, it's not unreasonable. I would have assumed that it would have been sold out. But... You know, you haven't been around the community. There hasn't been a lot of buzz about the team in this community. There, I, you know, you drive mm. around the community. You don't see a lot of presence um, from the team right now. But you know what? You think Connor Bedard's enough to sell, and he should be, and he is. I think once this team gets rolling and, he, you know, he produced. Are you surprised? I mean, he played well at two goals in the opener on the road and then scored again in the home opener. So, no, they're going to catch on and be like, okay, i got to come see this kid. And that place will start to fill up uh, as we move through the season. So they need somebody whipping people into a frenzy there. They need a, they need a buzz creator. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Hmm. Well, I hope they find one. C. Walker watching on YouTube says, uh, as a Leafs fan, I'm cringing. Being in a division with the Bolts, the Bruins, and the Panthers. Could you imagine if the Leafs missed the playoffs this year? You knew where I was going with that. Oh, yeah. And it's possible. It's possible. Now, I see a world where potentially all four of those teams are in the playoffs. And that means Montreal's not, right? That means there's some good teams, too, that aren't going to make the playoffs. It's going to be really Carolina's in that division. It's going to be real tough. Really, really tough. Uh, Regarding the Bedard question, Jordan Ewart watching on YouTube says, it's not an unreasonable expectation. Not sure where everyone was. Somebody sent me a video of Connor Bedard's introduction prior to the game when the lights were out and the fireworks were going off. And I'm like, where is everybody? But whatever. Ah, I said I was going to tell some stories about going to the Keys. I was jet skiing around the Florida Keys, for God's sakes. I mean, I wasn't watching the game. Corey Patterson, the sizzler, wrote me from Tallahassee, Florida. Former Pat, he's like, are you watching the Pats game? I'm like, no, no. I'll be watching them when I'm there. Yeah. But went around the Keys. I, uh, you got to get down here, Moose, because when you do, you'll be like me, not want to leave. But started watching Bloodline again, been writing down all the locations of the first time I watched it, wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. But now watching it again and writing down, like the whistle stop. I went to the whistle stop. It's a bar where there was a big fight in there. You've watched Bloodline, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, there's two, I could send you the photos, or I should have put them up on the Great Western photo album for the weekend. I went into the whistle stop, two older guys sitting at the end of the bar, and I'm like, this this is it. This is where the fight was. And they're like, yeah, Danny was sitting right here and the Navy guy was right there and he punched him, drilled him. He went flying into the jukebox over there and there's a sign on the wall that says Bloodline was filmed here. These guys were literally moose just waiting for someone to walk in and ask them about Bloodline. I'm telling you. Like, it's not like the Keys needed anybody to put them on the map, Yeah, but Bloodline certainly did. And there's a whole bunch of Obviously, hit what's become historic locations around the Florida Keys. 
where they filmed that Netflix documentary. It's well, just been there's fantastic. A really, the, the keys for me, the, it was an old movie called Fool's Gold with Matthew McConaughey and Kevin Hart and Kate yeah. Hudson. That was all in the keys, too, looking for treasure and stuff. Like, I, I do want to get down there, and I, I probably won't leave either. Hmm. Oh, it's just so amazing. Well, I've told you how many times people are saying to me, it's just good for your soul here. Yeah. And I'm like, why would you ever leave or why would not everybody want to live here? I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, regarding the brand center not being sold out. Jennifer from the Four Seasons, right, uh, for the Connor Bedard unveiling. She says, all I know, it felt amazing being in the stands and getting the win was even better. Um... Jeffrey in Salt Lake City says, uh, by the way, Ryder fans were there in numbers Saturday night, but very quiet compared to usual. What's up with that, Ryder fans? Mm, I, didn't, I didn't notice. Like I said, I watched the highlights of it. I didn't watch the game. Hmm. Uh, I should throw out the poll question today, by the way, that Moose came up with. Who is the best team in the NFL today? And as I look at this list... I think you should. I know you're going to have to uh, put me on the screen for this. The Buccaneers, Cardinals, Cowboys, or Rams. We might have completely missed the best team on those four. What are the results saying on Facebook, guys? Do you have it in front of you? Well, Facebook on down. Twitter, forty-eight per. Oh, there is no Facebook. Right, it's down on Twitter. Forty-eight percent saying the Arizona Cardinals are the best team in the National Football League. Do do we really believe that? They're not, right? I, I don't know. They might be. They might be. And I'll make my case tomorrow, but I need to sleep on it again to figure out who is number one before my top five comes out in the morning. Okay. Well, I just, I'm looking at this. <laughs> Some guy just wrote in and said, none of these teams, none of okay. these teams are the top four in the NFL. But we're, what are we going into week five in the NFL? Is yep. it not too early to be even anointing anybody as the best team in the NFL? I mean, I understand that's what power rankings are for, but a lot of this is going to shake down over the next couple months. I guess it's just a fun thing to talk about right now, but there's no way that you could sit here definitively and say today on October the 4th, this is the best team in the NFL. I guess no. Arizona's unbeaten. I get that. But anyways, continue. No, it's, it's who's the best team today. You know, and that might change a week from now and two weeks from now as teams go up and down. Um, but like I said in hour one, there are probably 10 teams that have a real chance to win the Super Bowl. And it's never been that wide open. You know, that's mm -hmm. why there's a top five for a reason. And, and even five in the NFL sometimes is, is a lot when it comes to teams that have a chance to win the Super Bowl. But this year, it's probably 10 deep. It is... It is wildly competitive, and we have no idea what's going to happen. By the way, to the Prairie Mobile text line, Frank in Toronto is watching on Game Plus TV. Regarding Urban Meyer and the latest trouble that he's in, he says, Sir Meyer is not an NFL coach. USC will offer him the Brinks truck. And Frank goes on to say, Sir, I enjoy watching you. I played football. In Toronto, I cannot find football. I watch your show. Thank you. But I guess he wants us to talk more football. <laughs> and maybe specifically the Canadian variety. I don't know. Frank in Toronto saying that. Urban Meyer, by the way, apologizing the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars for a video surfacing of a young lady gyrating in his lap in a Columbus nightclub. I have not seen the video. Have you seen it, Moose? No. I haven't, and I'm not going to look it up. No, I'm not going to look it up either. As Barry Long <laughs> said in hour one from uh, Go Long with Barry Long from L.A., he said uh, it's now Bourbon Meyer, and he said Urban Meyer was clearly drunk in the video. I haven't seen it. I don't want to see it. Can we keep this comment up? We'll address it when we come back from Robin Wildy. He says, what's your take on the Raiders' third jersey? I guess people don't want to talk about the actual games. We'll talk about this when we come back. And what other topics you want. The Western Hockey League deeming the third jersey of the Prince Albert Raiders insensitive and offensive and telling the Raiders to retire the jersey effective immediately. We'll talk about that and more 
when we come back. It is a Monday. It's Canada's daytime sports talk show coming at you from Dodge City in South Florida on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Our peace show continues on a Monday. And yes, from the beautiful shores of Isla Morada in the Florida Keys. That is the, is the exact set from Bloodline. Rayburn House. Hey, guys, in the back, before we bring Moose back on, can you bring up that Prince Albert Raider third jersey, by the way, for those that don't know what we're going to talk about? Not right now, just in a minute when you can find it. We'll talk about the news. Okay, just a sports update on this Monday. The status of Boston Red Sox slugger J.D. Martinez for the AL wildcard game against the Yankees is uncertain after he sprained his left ankle jogging out to his position in Sunday's season finale. Meanwhile, the Dodgers will see how first baseman Max Muncy is feeling a day after he exited the season finale with an injured left elbow. Manager Dave Roberts says it's very unlikely the slugger will play in the NL wildcard game Wednesday against St. Louis at Dodgers Stadium. The Raptors, as my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat was pointing out, finally returned to Scotiabank Arena tonight for a preseason game against the Philadelphia 76ers. The Raps last played in Toronto on February 28th. And only four players remain from that team. What? I'm so not ready for the Toronto Raptors right now. Just take that over here. Week four, the NFL season ends tonight in Los Angeles, where the Chargers are set to host the Las Vegas Raiders. Vegas off to a 3-0 start this season, coming off an OT win last week over the visiting Miami Dolphins. Chargers are 2-1 and one after a road win over the Kansas City Chargers. This one tonight is a doozy. The sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your soy source for all things Western Hockey League, and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Okay, if you can, I don't know how you guys want to do this. Bring the moose in if you can. You saw, Darren, obviously the news release from the Western Hockey League over the weekend that they, after consultations with the Prince Albert Raiders, have decided to effective immediately retire the brand, the jersey, and the logo of the Prince Albert Raiders' third jersey. Um, I didn't even know this was a thing anymore. Didn't they retire like twice before? And listen, you're looking at alum right here yeah. from the Prince Albert Raiders. And my dad won a Memorial Cup with the Prince Albert Raiders. That's the jersey right there, which we used to lovingly refer to the guy on the chest as the Sheik. We talked about it, the Sheik jerseys. I looked up. The definition of a sheikh on the internet, it says the head of an Arab tribe. I suppose there might be some Arab folks that find this offensive, and that's probably why uh, they came to this conclusion. I can just speak. I will speak on behalf of the Prince Albert Raiders, and I know that they will allow me to do that. As alum, there was never any hint. And I'm talking about going back into the 70s when this jersey started or early 80s, of any insensitivity or offensive. That was not their intentions, but nor was the Mooshaw Warriors logo. They had to change that. It's somewhat unfortunate, but we are in different times now. I guess the whole point is, it's what do they call it? Unintended racism is what they call it. I learned that in my Recovery Coach Academy. 
So I guess you got to change it. But there was no intent. Over to you. Yeah, and I and I, I think that's true. I don't think that teams and executives in these leagues and these teams are intentionally trying to offend people or be racist. I, I think that goes without saying. Um, you know, it's confusing the way this all went down because they unveiled it on Friday. And then by Saturday or Sunday, it was taken down and deemed offensive and the league stepped in and, and they shut the whole thing down. But they were allowed to go ahead with it on Friday, which means they were okay with it. The league was likely okay with it. And then you get the negative feedback. But they've used it before, right? They've used it before. It's yes. been on merchandise. It's been on other things. And we've kind of talked about it. It's kind of come up a little bit in conversation like, huh, you know, wait till somebody, you know, is offended by this logo. So it's, it's a little weird that it was, you know, it was allowed to go ahead. They were okay with it. The league was okay with it on Friday when it was un unveiled. And then the reaction came and then they decided to take it down. But you know what? That's okay too. Because it's okay to put something out there with the best of intentions and with the intention of stirring up history and great memories of other teams in the past and try and get some New Jersey sales and all the rest and then get some bad reaction and realize, oh, I guess more people aren't as okay with this as we thought. Okay, we'll take it down. Like, that's okay too. You know, it's okay that maybe we made a mistake or that, you know what, we still think it's okay. We weren't trying to be offensive. But if this many people are upset... We'll take it down. Like, that's fine. Um, but, man, I mean, we put it on Facebook, which I don't know if you can access because Facebook's down. And the hundreds of comments yeah, well, that we got, listen, people are upset. There's a lot of comments, a lot of comments coming in from our viewers right now. Uh, and, by the way, Silverback watching on YouTube says, when are you talking CFL? We did last hour, Silverback. What would you like us to talk about? We've moved on. If you have anything specific, let us know. Otherwise, we'll do the talking and you do the watching, Okay. Um, he goes on to say, not going to lie, I'd buy it, but I'd buy a Washington Bullets jersey too. Um, from the Puck and Pigskin podcast and Red Deer says, how does a jersey design like that get approved in today's social climate? For the reasons that I just said, there was no intended racism or insensitivity from the hockey club. That's why. And it was fine 30 years ago. Why is it not fine now? I'm not defending the Prince Albert Raiders, but I'm telling you where they're coming from. Um, Chris Bird in King City, Ontario, watching says, in a world of systemic racism, the occurrence of unintended racism happens all too often. And that is absolutely the truth. There's no two ways about that. But when is enough enough? Like, I've been guilty of unintended racism. But I'll speak of this, whereas as a middle-aged white man, I'm probably in the majority of the world. But as a person in recovery from addiction, I'm in a tiny little fraction. I'm in a minority of people that have recovered from addiction. And for those that admit to having mental health issues, of which I've been diagnosed of having five. So when you hear people talk about a drunk, that's offensive to me to use the term drunk for somebody that's been in recovery. Or you're crazy. That's offensive to me. Nobody cares what I think. Is that because I'm a middle-aged white man? I don't understand. Who gets to decide what's offensive and what isn't? Are you comfortable at all discussing this, Moose? Or 100%. shall I move on? No, I'm, I'm in. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to be good with yourself, right? Yeah. And if you make decisions and you will go about your life with the best of intentions, with an open heart and an open mind, then... You know, I think we're going to be okay. And I think society's going to be okay with you. There's going to be that, you know, that internet crowd that wants to hammer you in every little thing. But if you go about it the right way with the right intentions and you're open-minded and again, and have an open heart, when we do stumble and make these mistakes or when we say things that offend others, then we can have real conversation and real growth. And that's what happens. When we just shame people all the time and say, you can't do this, you can do this, and there's this arbitrary, very random policing happening. We're not growing. We're not changing because we're not learning anything. We see that all the time with kids, right? When you take the decision-making out of the kids and always tell them, you're making a mistake, you're making a mistake, you did this wrong, you did that wrong, you did this wrong, you have no confidence to go about your life, and all you do is sit there and wait for mom and dad to tell you what to do, right? 
And it's the same thing on the internet. We stop actually growing and doing things and learning. We just wait for somebody to tell us we made a mistake. And that's not a healthy way to live either. So, well, I, I just you have the right intention. I just say again, I, uh, Silverback says they apologize. That's enough. But it's just funny because I'm all the PA Raiders, they live in here with me, they are in my heart. <laughs> they just keep coming back with this jersey, right? They're not burning it. Like the Moose Jaw Warriors were like, okay, we get it. Done. I don't even think that jersey, that one that was deemed offensive, even exists anymore. Where the Raiders are like, we just love this jersey. And it means so much to them. You know what I mean, Darren? Like it's... Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. The Warriors never meant to be offensive. The Raiders don't mean to be offensive. But somebody got offended, so they got to get rid of it. So, and now here are the comments that make me a little queasy. You see the one from Jeffrey in Salt Lake City? I'm not going to read that on the air. It's not that bad, but it's, that's unintended racism is what, he, what he's saying, and I'm not going to go any further with that. Hey, I'm going to break right away. Jim Lang has logged in. If you could have one moose for Canada's NFL. Oh, put Darren back on. This is for Darren. If you got one question for Canada's foremost NFL expert, what it, would it be? And we'll carry it over till the next block when he joins us. What He's listening be? now. I want to know his top five. Yeah. Before I make mine tomorrow. Because mm. right now, I don't know who's number one. Like, part of me last night was justifying how the Rams are still number one. And that is hard to do. So, I'd like to hear his top five. All right. Moose, we'll see you back for overtime, all right? Sounds good. It is Canada's daytime sports talk show. Coming to you from sunny South Florida on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Beautiful look at Fort Lauderdale here in South Florida. Another hot, sunny day here in paradise. RP show continues on a Monday, Canada's daytime sports talk show. And I, we got to get right into this. Canada's foremost NFL expert, Jim Lang, joins us. The coverer of five Super Bowls. Sportsnet insider for years and years and years on the National Football League. How you doing, Jimbo? I am great, Rod. How are you, my friend? Well, as you can see, it doesn't get a whole lot better than this. And I, hey, honestly, no. I was sitting in a suite yesterday uh, with Gil Scott. You know Gil very well at Hard Rock Stadium, oh, watching Gil, the yeah. Colts. Yes, at the watching the Colts Dolphins game, going. This is the biggest of the big. It didn't get much better than this, uh, other than a very mucky first half. But that's not what we brought you on to talk about the Colts and the Dolphins. That was the snoozer of the day, man. Coming out of uh, Sunday of Week Four, Jim, what were your takeaways uh, here yesterday? What a buffet! Well, my first takeaway, because of your ties to the Dallas Cowboys, is how good Dak and Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys' offense and the Cowboys' team has looked the last few weeks. This is what a healthy Dak Prescott is capable of. People tend to forget that before he got hurt last year, he was on a an incredible pace putting up numbers and we're seeing the same now and and their differential from points for and points against could be better but my goodness offensively the dallas cowboys look fantastic i knew kyler murray and the cardinals were good before the start of the season and i really like you know, former cfl or cliff kingsbury as their head coach i didn't think they would be this good against the rams on the road in la i quite frankly i thought la was going to win the game a close game an exciting game but the way Kyler Murray and the Cardinals played, it wasn't close. And the Cardinals took it to the Rams. And you could see Jalen Ramsey and a lot of the Rams players upset on the sideline. But let's give some credit to the, the game plan of Cliff Kingsbury. Kyler Murray, the way he has played, J.J. Um, Watt and Chandler Jones, that defense, it's a, a total package in Arizona. And, you know, Moose was saying in my top five, right now, number one, in the NFL's Arizona Cardinals. The way they played, who they beat, and to go in L.A. and beat the Rams the way they did? Huh. I've been so impressed by them. And I have to say, uh, I've seen the Buffalo Bills play some decent defense before, but two shutouts in their past three games. And I know they played Houston yesterday, but shutting out a team in the NFL is very difficult. And 
You know, you got to go to Buffalo now. The deeper into the year goes, the colder the weather gets, the nastier the weather gets against that defense. Good luck to you. Tampa Bay Buccaneers go into New England and win 1917 on the suck up field goal at the end of the game. Was that just right? That score, Jim, it wasn't a blowout either way. It was a rainy night in Foxborough that Tom knows all too well. Did that game play out kind of the way you thought that it would? That's a great way to put it right. Yes, it did. It, it, Tom, whatever he's going to say, was a little rattled going into the game, and I didn't think he played a typical Tom Brady game. He seemed off with a lot of his throws and some of his reads, so I think nerves and anxiety was a factor, even for a guy like Tom Brady. And you had to know that Bill Belichick, who who cut his teeth as one of the great defensive coordinators the NFL's ever seen, was going to throw the kitchen sink at Brady just to keep it close. I don't think Belichick minded losing, but he didn't want it to be a 40-10 blowout with Brady dancing around five touchdowns. He he humbled Brady a little bit and that it was a close game. So because Belichick is no dum-dum, he knows the, the Patriots are work in progress. He's got a rookie quarterback who's showing some promise. But defensively, because of Bill Belichick and who he is, he kept it close enough to keep it respectable for the Patriots. That was that was a big thing. I mean, I mean, I look at what the Steelers, how they played against Green Bay, was not respectable at all for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but at least for the Patriots, they could hold their head high walking away from that game last night in New England. For our viewers, um, Jim Lang with us. Get our questions in on YouTube. You can text them as well, 306-840-8777. Someone had asked earlier for your thoughts on Justin Fields. Looked sharp in the Bears' win over the Lions at Soldier Field. I believe it was 24-14. What's uh, your take on this kid out of OSU? Well, I I think he's got fantastic talent. And uh, part of it goes, the week before, Matt Nagy and the coaching staff I don't know where they got the game plan for a rookie uh, so inexperienced. It's, they put a game plan in there, but Aaron Rodgers may struggle to execute. So you have to cater the game plan sometimes to the talent of the quarterback. Pete Carroll and the Seahawks, when Russell Wilson was a rookie, tailored the game plan to emphasize his strengths and sort of shy away from his potential weaknesses and trouble spots. And then as he got more experience, they gave him a bigger, bigger playbook. So Chicago, and I'll give Matt Nagy credit credit because he takes a ton of heat in Chicago. He learned from the debacle the week before and put Justin Fields in a position to win. And it showed these young quarterbacks, they need that confidence. The confidence of a, a young quarterback can get rattled awfully quickly in the NFL. People forget that. Uh, Troy Aikman, as great as he was, was 1-15 his first season as a starter in the NFL. 1-15. And, and he got beat up a lot. And But they they started to build a team and a game plan with Jimmy Johnson and Norv Turner and the coaching staff to maximize the strengths of Troy Aikman and make him the quarterback that he was. And that's the big challenge for all coaches in the NFL is, look, my quarterback can do this, but he can't do that. So let's put plays in that help him, not hurt him. A preview, please, of what could be the game of the week if we forgot about the Patriots and Bucks, and that's Monday Night Football tonight. The your Las Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Chargers. What a slobber knocker this one's going to be! Yeah, a real slobber knocker, and I, I think a battle with two great quarterbacks, and I think of young quarterbacks who've made a real jump from year to year, and it's Justin Herbert of the Chargers. I, I mean, I'm a big, big fan of his. I really like all of a sudden the relationship between Derek Carr and John Gruden. At first, I wasn't sure like how cohesive it is. Now, I think they're really on the same page as coach and quarterback. They understand each other. They've got a, a, a system, an offensive system, a playbook that that really works. Um, with Waller, they've got a fantastic tight end. And the, the Raiders have a defense that no one talks about that is going to be the big deciding factor in this game as how Herbert, if he can make plays down the field vertically against that Raiders defense, and then the Raiders defense, and they can get after the quarterback. So for the Chargers, can they protect Herbert and make plays? And I, it's going to be one of those last team with the ball wins kind of games. So it's, it's fun for football fans. It really is. From Ryan McCarthy watching in New York State, question for Jim, is C.J. Mosley a strong candidate for not just comeback player of the year, but also... NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Can you explain why he would ask that? 
Well, because he has been lights out. He was the best defensive player in week four of the National Football League. I mean, the, the, as far as I'm concerned, the reason the Jets won that game is they get, they mostly played like a man possessed. This is the kind of linebacker play that Luke Keekley had before he got hurt. And, um, you know, if you're a Jets fan, seeing what Wilson did yesterday, like that's a promising sign. That's That's, okay, this is what he can be capable of if he has help around him. But defensively, if you're a Jets fan, you'll look at Mosley and like, that's a player you can build a defense around. Now get him some real big studs on the D-line and keep offensive line from a, a, away from him and just let him go sideline to sideline. That's that's a, a linebacker and that's a defensive player. NFL fans are going to hear a lot more of it. And I don't think they have yet because the Jets have struggled and you quickly dismiss any skilled players on the team. But Mosley is definitely starting to emerge as one of the better linebackers in the AFC or quite frankly, the NFL. And especially if he puts up numbers like he did this past week, I mean, he was a tackling machine. Canada's foremost NFL expert, Jim Lang with us. It's such a buffet coming out of each week and going into each week. I don't know how you can condense them to 10 points in the column at rodpeterson.com, but I really appreciate uh, you writing that column, Jim. I know how much you enjoy it and our readers too. Here's a fun one to end it, which I'm asking all our guests today. Jackson, well, I think it's fun. Jaguars coach Urban Meyer apologized today to his family, his team, and owner Sad Khan for being a distraction after a video surfaced over the weekend showing a young woman dancing close to his lap. It was in a bar in Columbus. Meyer called a team meeting today and vowed to own it, the motto he uses daily and is plastered all around the Jaguars facility. I know you're just dying to talk about this. I mean, just say, my question is, does Urban Meyer finish this first contract in Jacksonville? Because A, he fired, gets fired because the team's terrible, or he quits to go to USC or some other big school, or stuff like this. Like, what is it about Urban Meyer that he just attracts controversy? He won't finish the contract. I think he finishes the year. Here's the problem. Where you're Urban Meyer, and you're the head coach of a, a top two or three ranked NCAA team, it's like a benevolent dictatorship in that college town. Like Nick Saban in Alabama could walk around in his underwear all day and no one would say a word because he's Nick Saban. He's the head coach of Alabama. <laughs> and it's different in the National Football League. So Urban Meyer was probably acting like he had done before. Go to these college bars in, in Ohio and in Columbus and hang out with his fans, his people. He's probably You can't tell me he hasn't done that before in some of his college towns he's coached because you own these towns but in the national football league it, it's a completely different animal you, you're dealing with different media um different fan base different backers there are no alumni backers who give money to the school to help build a locker room so you can win more games do you have an owner who has built a business who is paying you big money uh, and Shot Khan came from nothing and built this huge business and built enough money to buy the Jaguars. He's like, hey, <laughs> you want to act like a professional? Because that's just being unprofessional. You, you're asking your players to be held to a certain standard when they're off the field representing the team. Well, the coach has got to be held to that same standard. Oh, I know, I know, I know. And my first thing... Honestly, when I heard this this morning of the apology, I'm like, where does he have the time to be in a nightclub <laughs> with some young thing gyrating in his lap? He's an NFL head coach, for God's sake. For a winless team. They're winless. <laughs> so, I mean, that too. why is he not thinking we have to play Derrick Henry in the Tennessee Titans next week? How are you going to prevent Derrick Henry from running for 150, 200 yards? That would be on my mind. I never even thought about that. It looks even worse. Um, from Dar watching on YouTube says, Jim's column on the website is always excellent. You're the best, Jim. You know I think that. Thanks for this, man. I can't wait till we do it again. Have a great day. Don't get sunburned, Rod. <laughs> Too late. Jim Clubber Lang <laughs> joining us from Toronto. Yeah, it was uh, suggested to me at Hard Rock Stadium yesterday that I put on a hat, but... Uh, I survived. Moose joins us next. We've got personal messages to him. Overtime coming up. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? 
Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. One more time. Overtime is at hand. It's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the Seattle Kraken Fan Club. That is at Robbie's, another bloodline staple as we bring the moose back into the program. I said, Moose, that we had a direct message to you. It's actually to both of us here. It's from the 778. Michael J. watching in Maple Ridge, B.C. Michael J. is watching on Game Plus Television Network and says, Rod and Moose, you made me tear up here. Addiction is super hard. Thank you for bringing it up. Just regarding uh, being offensive and language that's used in and around certain segments of society, and I brought up recovery. Um, what do they say? Stopping's not hard. Staying stopped is hard. In the addiction and recovery business. So thank you, Michael J. And uh, one day at a time, pal. Maybe we should send him a bracelet. Um, Jeff Cabillas is watching in Winnipeg and says, speaking of NCAA, oh, the garbage man's here. See that? <laughs> I see that over your shoulder. Is that what he's doing? Says, um, Either that or speaking he's of NCAA, my George... Yeah. <laughs> Says my Georgia dogs keep rolling with that relentless defense. Oh, man. Between college football. And I, I saw this thing on Instagram from Tim and Friends. They were saying, asking, with you could use one word, what word you, would you use to describe the Blue Jays season? And that's what I meant to have as a poll question today. But you usurped it. I was going to say, what term would you use? Um, ecstatic average or disappointed something like that because my term for the blue jay season would be disappointing they made the playoffs last year you're supposed to get better mine's disappointing but there's a lot of people that were writing amazing inspiring i'll show you a good loser i'll show you a loser i what i like is the optimism right that's one of my core pillars that i you know, operate on optimism. Well, it's yes, stay optimistic, be positive. This is going to be a good team, but this season disaster. Like I, I really think it was terrible um, because of the potential that was yeah. there. This wasn't good news. Feel good. Almost made it. We saw when the Jose Bautista, Josh Donaldson, Blue Jays had their run. The window in baseball is so small. And especially in this division, you got to go through the teeth of the Yankees and, and the Red Sox every year. And then when the Rays are good, your window is smaller than most. So you have to take advantage. This was a huge, huge letdown. Go ahead, Darren. What's that? No, I, it's a, it was a big letdown. That's all I got. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm sorry. I, just, I was trying to listen to you. And um, Earl James writes in on YouTube and says frustrating same thing yeah you're gonna say you chimed in with something well you know you had brought up the college football thing and i was just gonna give my wolf my new wolverine say a uh, big win over wisconsin on saturday mm -hmm. well by the way i'm i suck at betting i gotta be honest with this betregal.net thing it's awesome that you can play with funny money because i would be broke if I was gambling with Rudy, I wouldn't be betting at all, actually. But with betregal.net, you get a thousand points a month, bet regal points, and it's fun. But I bet on, I bet on Ole Miss to beat the spread against Alabama on Saturday. I'm uncomfortable bringing it up. And that didn't happen. I should have known that Nick Saban's 23 and 0 against his former assistants, now 24 and 0 against his former assistants. But I mean, you had a pretty good weekend betting-wise, so at least there's that. It's tough because, you know, you, you go back to the Florida game. In the heat, Tallahassee, it was such a, a tight game, and, and they beat the spread against the Crimson Tide. Ole Miss, they've been talking up this game all week and how tight and how Ole Miss is looking forward to it and everything. And I kind of would have went with you on that, that they would have beat the spread. But, yeah, you know, we were, we were really good this week, and uh, the only one we missed was they – 
stinker that the LA Rams put up uh, against the Cardinals. So we, we, I had the Rams over the Cardinals. That did not happen. Um, but other than that, we went three and one this week. So that was pretty good. Pretty good week. Hey, listen, it's still fun. Oh, yeah. Like Jeff Kabilis of Winnipeg says, oh, no, Rod. Gah! Listen, it's not real money. It's Bet Regal points. You can play, sign up at betregal.net. As a matter of fact, we were talking with the Bet Regal boys last week, and they encouraged anybody to sign up for the Play Free Sportsbook. That's all they want you to do is sign up and play for free, just like I did. You just yeah. have to put in your email address, proof of age, Bob's your uncle. Yep. And you can accumulate points. You get 1000 every month. See how big you can get it. It resets at the end of the month. In November, we're going to be having some fun contests around the free play sportsbook. So get in there and start playing now at betregal.net and figuring it out. Well, and that's the fun thing about what we, what we do here every day with the back and forth with the viewers. Uh, Jeff goes on to say, I had faith Old Miss could put up a fight. Nope. The general in Calgary said, as did I. Clearly, I did, too. And Alabama kicked the absolute crap out of them. So, anyways, that's, uh, that's why they call it gambling. Yeah. And I guess that would be, a, if I was going to give gambling tips, I wouldn't say don't do it, but I would say stick to what you know. I should not be stepping my toe into the college football waters, Moose. But I keep doing it. Not it's like yet. Sammy, the Sammy Kershaw song, Don't Go Near the Water. We'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus TV. We don't know what we're doing. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.